following program is intended for mature audiences. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Let's talk football. Let's talk football. One constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. Been a lot of complaints already. Bad language, smoking grass. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Welcome to another edition of The Intentional Foul with Josh and Dan. This will be the Tuesday, October 21st edition as we are recording on Monday night back on the regularly scheduled program. And I see you have some new decorations outside, as you said you would. Oh, yes. yeah. When I drove up. The the flags have been swapped. (laughs) Wow. Pulling the plug already. Yeah, it's over. I'm ready for basketball season. On this football shit, I love it. Five hundred, three and three, done. Records irrelevant. That doesn't matter. Oh man, that is so great. I I feel I feel bad because I mean you never like to see friends sports teams do poorly, but just the like I don't know the amount of frustration and pain. It's almost comical. Well, I mean, it is with me. You yes. know, you know me that I mean, I care about the Bears on Sunday when they play. Other than that, I don't care. It's football. I, I don't really get that in deep with any particular football team yeah. or anything like that. So, um, you know, I'm a ba- I'm a basketball guy first and then baseball and then football kind of fills in the weekends for me in the fall. Okay. Till basketball starts and uh we're about well, about twenty four hours from it starting, so I'm ready. Right. I'm Got ready. Two games on 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 Tuesday night. Yeah, yeah. Clippers, Lakers, and then Clippers, I... Lakers are the late game, and the early game is uh, Pelicans and Raptors. But unfortunately, oh, Zion going to be out two months. What is that? Torn meniscus. So. I saw fourth fourth number one pick in the last twenty five to miss multiple weeks to start the season or something like that. Yeah, it's and it's too bad because he was actually pretty impressive in the in the preseason. Mm-hmm. Um, Looked like he was going to be a legit guy right out of the gate, but we'll we'll have to wait a couple months, and then now now I'm sure the rest of the year they'll just baby the shit out of him, and you know he'll play like 25 games or something. Well, so. your season, even though I'm not caving on it, your your feelings about the Bears probably reflect my feelings about the Badgers. <laughs> probably. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the Badgers at least still have something to play for. Yeah, but you know? the, the expectations were higher than what now they're going to wind up at. Mm-hmm. Again, mm-hmm. high expectations not lived up to. Right, right. Well, so we'll get to that. We're going to run down some NFL. We're going to do a little a little baseball. You got the World Series starting on Tuesday night. We'll talk the Badgers, unfortunately. Um, Marquette actually played somebody on Sunday mm-hmm. other than themselves in practice. And uh, as you said, the NBA. And uh, you're going to be doing a little preview show in the next couple of days yeah here. i'm gonna try to get it finished up tomorrow night so it can uh okay. get it out wednesday morning you know get it out before the main season starts right. so does anybody play on wednesday i think so i, okay. I gotta check the schedule right. but bucks bucks don't play till thursday so all right where do you want to start we don't have to start at the top of the run now we can start wherever you want let's just do raiders packers i okay. mean it was the that was the early game all right um i blew through it i was in the dells i dvr'd it i i, I came home and it was one of those things where as soon as the ball's blown dead, you hit the 32nd yeah, for full sure. forward, and you get the snap right like that. Yep. And it 
that's a way to watch. You can game. watch an NFL game that way in about a half an yes. hour. Yes, it was great. I told I told you're gonna watch this. I'm like I'm gonna blow through this just because I want to see everything that I missed. Right. Now I saw a final score, um, so I knew what was gonna happen, but I just wanted to see how they played and and how Oakland did and against the defense. So did you see? Well, before we get into sure. the game, did you see the one play in the game? Uh, I think it was in the first half where. There was a there was a roughing the passer call on Rodgers because the guy tackled him low. Okay. And Rodgers threw a pass. I, I can't remember. I think it was Allison that maybe caught the pass, and, and you know, the Packers were gonna decline the penalty and take mm-hmm. the yards. But when they showed the replay, like he it wasn't even close to being a catch. Like it went right through his arms and hit the ground and he just landed on the football and they called it a catch. I think I did see that. And did they challenge they, it and yeah, it wasn't they, even overruled? No, no, it was overruled. Oh, it was. But I mean it was just kind of like, what are you looking at? Like <laughs> this, I don't understand. This is adding did, to you know, it had nothing to do with right. the outcome of the game, no. but it's just like this is adding this is the to shit your, that yes. when you're watching yep. these games as a fan, you're like, what are the referees watching? Well, and and you're starting to see, and it's actually been going a couple of weeks because it's it kind of started with Tom Brady on social media bashing the referees, and since then, all the pundits now haven't been as afraid right. to, to criticize the officiating because if the golden boy in the league is going to do it and bitch about throwing flags, then I don't think they're going to really have a lot of blowback against anybody else for saying anything either. I mean, there was some controversial calls at the end of that Charger game. There was a, um, at the time, it was a major play, but the way the game ended up going for the Bears, it didn't matter. But there was one, there was a spot review that was clearly missed. It's almost like the referees in New York have kind of, they're kind of given a middle finger to the league and to these teams that complained about them last mm-hmm. year and making all of this stuff reviewable now, it's almost like they've said, fuck you, we're not going to change this stuff. I did see a pass interference call late in the game, and they were going to review it, and I know the statistics are way against reviewing yeah, yeah. overturning pass interference, but my first inclination, and it went on... I think it went on the went on the Raiders, and, I, and Gruden reviewed it. I can't remember, but I, I, I went completely... In Oakland's favor, I'm like, that's not interference. What are you talking about? Yeah. And it didn't even get overturned. I mean, it was completely blatantly obvious not interference. Right, right. But, and then I came back from fast forward to the commercial and like play stands. Went, what? Are you kidding me? I I mean, again. It's it's bad. It is. It's bad. It's consistently awful. It is. Um, (laughs) I'm I'm not going to take too much for this this Packers victory. Um, I like the fact that... Rodgers spread the ball around him, and everybody says, no, Devontae Adams, what's going to happen? Listen, when they were down to these guys last year, somehow they all couldn't get open. None of them could get open. Rodgers had nowhere to go with the football. They didn't even run the ball that much yesterday. But all these guys are open, and he throws for over 400 yards. So I guess my question is, from last season to this season, have they all just gotten better? Or is this now the scheme... That Lafleur is bringing in that they all say is still not they're not up to par where they need to be with the offense. Is that is that the, I would just want to know what the difference is. Yeah, I mean, I would think that in some cases they've improved. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, but, uh, the whatever number thirteen, the kid that he threw the pass to last week, the one that he L- wanted to play, Ellen uh, Lazard. You know, yeah. he probably improved. Kumaro's improved a little bit. You know, so there's there's growth for sure. But I mean, maybe. 
maybe the scheme's different. I don't know. I, I think, again, and we've I've brought it up every single week, when you play from the lead, mm. everything is different. Sure. And last year they were not playing from ahead. They That's were playing true. from behind. The defenses know you're going to throw. It's a lot more easy to defend. So mm-hmm. it's probably not that black and white either way, but there's probably elements of, of all of those things in, in what's going on with the Packers right now. Um, I, but I will say, I don't think that I, Devonte Adams is a good player. He's a pro bowl caliber receiver, mm-hmm. but he doesn't matter for the Packers. Like it doesn't really matter whether he's there or not. It might matter in January when they're trying to win a road playoff game or something, mm-hmm. but Week to week in the regular season, I mean, these good these quarterbacks, these guys like Brady, Brady's been thrown to nobody for 15 years. Yeah. You know, Drew Brees has made guys a lot of money. So Rodgers has made guys a lot of money. So I'm not that shocked that the receiving core was able to make some plays. I mean, in a lot of situations, they've just dropped the ball. That's you true, know? too. So, I mean, they, yes. they could have even bigger numbers than they already do. Mm-hmm. Um. You have a note down here on whether the Packers have 14 home games. Yeah, it's just like, do they ever play a road game? Seriously. <laughs> they have. They, Unbelievable. They played one road game in the first, or two road games in the first seven games. Yeah. They played in Dallas and they played in, in Chicago. And now they go on the road for two, then they come back home for one, then there is a bye. The second half is insanely road heavy. But they don't play anybody. Not really. No. They. I looked today. It was. I was laughing. Yeah. The, the Dallas game... These two games coming up against the Chiefs and the Chargers, that's pretty much the 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 crux of the difficulty of the season for them. And it's not. Right. Not right now. No. Looking, they don't play anybody, look, man. Looking at the beginning of the season, you're like, ooh, this is going to be a real tough stretch. Now Mahomes is hurt, and the Chargers seem to absolutely stink. Yeah, there's nothing more overrated than looking at a football schedule before the season starts, but there's also nothing more impactful on how a team f- fares out in the in their season more than who they play. Oh, yeah. Because, and I, I got it written down here. We'll get to it in a okay. second. But, like, the quarterbacks that the Packers are playing this year is incredible. Putrid. It's incredible <laughs> who they're going through. But mm-hmm. um, I had to laugh today, and it's... You know, and to each his own. The Packers are six and one. They can gloat if they want. the The amount of cocking off of Packer fans after this game this week has been pretty funny. But the one thing that's really been funny is there's like these two clips going around online of like one is like Rogers and the Fleur both doing a fist pump at the same time. Sideline, yeah, one of them is like they're side by side. Yeah, and, and then neither one knows where they are. Right, but one, but Rogers is clearly mimicking his coach. And the other one is like it, it, I think Rogers is coming off the field after throwing a touchdown, and Lafleur kind of is trying to do his best Sean McVay impression and go out and meet his quarterback and be super excited and stuff. And a lot of people were like, "Oh, looks like that Lafleur Rogers relationship's pretty good now." It's like. Yeah, they're six and one. And they're winning. Winning solves like everything. Let's see what happens. Yes. It's not going to happen because they don't play any NFL teams. But let's see, they lose their next three games. The NFL. Let's see how much they're they're celebrating on the sideline. Completely. You know, I, I'm just saying. And and I don't know that there was anything to 
any of that in the preseason. Right. I, I don't it know. It seemed overblown. Sure. They all shot it down, which what yes. else, What are they going to say? Like, yeah, I don't know. We're kind of testing the waters here. But the measure of a quarterback-coach relationship is when the chips are down. Yeah, but just settle down, everybody. It's okay. It was a beautiful 65-degree sunny day in Lambeau. <laughs> Perfect conditions. You're running all over. A, you're throwing all over a team that is maybe better than people thought, but they're still not that good. Yeah. Um, you know, great. So I, great. I, I just, I just pack that one away and I move on. Packers are good, man. So, they're good. They're going to win 13 to 14 games this year. Right now. It certainly seems like it. And then like you and I had talked about via text message last week, um, could be in line for number one or number two seed. And then they're going to get their doors blown off possibly. Yeah. Um, unless things somehow stay hot. I have no, I, again, I don't know. I don't like that number one or number two seed. I'd rather get a home game right away. Keep playing. Because and and I don't know what I don't know what people I don't know how you can assign some sort of quantifiable measurement to this. I don't like taking a break when you go in hot. I don't like sitting. Everybody likes the buy coming off. They think they're going full bore, hundred percent, whatever. I just want to keep consistency and rhythm. And when you're in, and when you have both of those things, I want to keep playing. Sure. Just yeah. me. I, I mean, I think right now the Packers are the third best team in the NFC, but okay. um, we can we'll we'll get to the rundown sure. of the playoff teams. But I just wanted to lay this out because I found it really funny. So these are the quarterbacks that the oh. Packers have played so far. Okay, okay. So you got Trubisky, who everybody laughs at and knows right is now, no good. Uh, yes, that is true. And I'm talking everybody. I mean Packer fans. Well, so next you got Cousins. Packer fans love to laugh at Cousins. Yeah. You've got a washed up Joe Flacco, who's like I don't know, 44 years old. You've got Carson Wentz, who's good. Yeah. His team's three and four, but he played well against you. He did. Um, you've got Dak, who Packer fans love to snicker at. You've got Matt Stafford, who's never won a big game in his life. And you've got Derek Carr, who was good for like 10 games one year and got a bunch of money out of it. Mm-hmm. That's who you've played so far. Yep. Here's who you got coming up the rest of the year. This is great. Matt Moore. <laughs> you get to miss the MVP. Yeah. A thirty-eight, a, a guy who was in high school when I was in high school, and I'm thirty-eight. Phil Rivers, yep. whose team is trash. Thanks, Melvin Gordon. You've either got a broken-down Cam, yep, or a backup in Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen, yes. Then you've got Garoppolo, who just scored whopping nine points nine the other day, points. yesterday. Did you, see, did you see the conditions in that game? Yeah, that was abysmal. Then you've got super rookie Daniel Jones. Yes. Then you've got. Whatever corpse the Redskins trot out, and then you've got Trubisky, Cousins, and Stafford, and Stafford again. I mean, you want to talk about a murderer's row of studs here. Certainly, this, this is impressive. Things seem to be lining up for a successful run, and that's why I'm saying they're going to win 14 or 13 games. Hey, sometimes if that's the way the chips fall, barring I'm, injury. But again, I'm not. I'm not one of these guys, and I think we've known each other long enough. Where I'm not crediting this as a result of being a good team. And You're a, not crediting a, what? An excellent team. The Packers' success. There's a lot of things that have gone into this winning record that I'm not fully buying. You're like, oh, for they, sure. They're Absolutely. one of the top teams. They're like, That's why yeah, I don't yeah. participate in the cocking off, as you put it. Sure. Because... If 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 you if you're gonna go that route, sooner or later you're gonna get burned, or you're gonna get to the playoffs. And like we said, you're either gonna host a game, somebody's gonna beat your brains in, and then everybody's gonna look around like, "Well, I thought we were good." Well, yeah, during the regular season when you played a bunch of garbage. I mean the three the the team in the three teams in the NFL with the best records going into tonight's game are the Patriots, 
the Niners, and the Packers. Mm -hmm. And between the three of them, I would say that the best team that any of them has beat was when the Niners beat the Rams. That's it. That's it. I'll go with that. I mean, you've got all three of those teams are playing teams out of the NFC East. The NFC East isn't any good. No. The Giants and Redskins are guaranteed wins. We've already documented how awful the Patriot division is. The Niners are going to have to eventually play the Rams again and the Seahawks twice. I think that have they played the Seahawks yet? I can't remember, but um, Seattle just lost its second game. We'll we'll see what we'll see what happens there. But like all three of those teams have have gotten pretty friendly runs here to start the year. That's for sure. And I, I I don't know what, again, I haven't looked at who the Niners have played. I just, when I'm not watching the Packers, Bears, or somebody in in the division, I just check the box scores and I look at the records afterwards. And yeah. then I just kind of raise an eyebrow like, oh, okay. And there's still a zero in the loss column. But I don't know what we can attribute to that. Sure, sure. So I, I'm, I'm not ready to cast judgment on San Francisco at all. No, and, and I know Packer fans that listen to this podcast, which are probably most of them, they're they're rolling their eyes at me and saying I have sour grapes. But look, no, the Packers are a good team. They're not a great team. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure they're even a very good team. They're good. They've, they've been able to beat the teams they're supposed to beat. Um. I mean, Philadelphia, losing to Philadelphia, I still think that team's going to be in the mix at the end. I just think they got too much talent. But, um, you know, this is the way it goes in the NFL, man. I mean, it's like we've talked about before. Third, fourth place record is a lot different than a first, second place record. Oh, for you know, sure. The Bears have to play the Saints. The Packers yes. don't. You know, the Bears uh, have to play somebody else tough later in the year that the Packers don't. So, Not, it, you know, that okay. that's what happens. Just out of curiosity, I looked at the Niners. Mm-hmm. At Tampa Bay and at Cincinnati. Ugh. Home against the Steelers, home against the Browns. Ugh. Then at the Rams. Yep, that was a good win. Good win. And then at the Redskins. Yeah, so they've played nobody. Okay. Week 8, home against Carolina. Okay. At Arizona. Jeez. Then home against Seattle and Arizona and Green Bay. At Baltimore, at New Orleans, home against Atlanta home against the Rams, and then at the Seahawks. So their schedule toughens up in the last seven, eight weeks. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. So okay. so first, th- th- this could be a first half, second half team. You could be, I'm not going to say you're going to wind up with a losing record, but you're... You, well, they're 6-0, oh, right? Have, yeah, you're, but I think you're probably going to have trouble getting to 10 wins. Yeah, you go 4-6 and six yeah, the rest but that's, of the way, that's it, I mean. it gets you there. Oh. That's why I'm saying when I was looking at the Packers today, it's like, man, I mean... Six more wins. Yeah. Or they got twelve. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's that's winning the division most right. likely. Yeah. So, all right. So go to the Bears. Why? Because <laughs> I want to. I want to hear. <laughs> will you actually vocalize what you send to me in text message? <laughs> it's embarrassing. I put. I said that I'm on sorry. Twitter. I said I that on Twitter yesterday. I'm like, this offense is a joke. Um, Trubisky. <laughs> You, you know, you watch this guy play, and he's either completely locked in on one guy, and he's oblivious to what else is going around him, or he's in a straight panic. Like, if he gets immediate pressure, you can just see his feet. It's like, remember uh, when we were kids and you watched the cartoons and you'd see the roadrunner and his feet had spin really fast before he took off? That's what Trubisky looks like when he gets pressure. <laughs> He looks like the freaking roadrunner back there. And then he starts running backwards, uh-huh. and he loses nine yards when he should lose four. And the the other thing is, and it happened yesterday, 
there was a play where he's he's looking left. He gets the snap and he's looking dead left for about three seconds. And on his right is the best guy on the Saints defense, Cameron Jordan, coming off the end. And it was like he didn't see him because he saw him at the very last second and he like jumped. It was almost like somebody jumped out of a closet at him and scared him. He saw Cameron Jordan coming and he was about two feet away from him. It's a good thing. I don't I think they were wearing dark pants. I hope. Because he about shit him. (laughs) I mean, it's just I don't I don't get it. Um I I don't get it. They again they ran the ball. Seven, seven times. times yesterday. I saw that stat this morning. I, I watched a little bit of the game, and it's like, okay, so go through the box. I mean, you watched most of the game. How far were they behind for most of the game? Well, it was, I think it was 15 to 10 at half. You don't abandon so, the running no, game. No, I mean, they, they were in the game. It, it was an ugly, ugly first half, uh, but they were in the game. You're one score out. Then what are you doing? I don't get it. They throw the ball 54 times, and Trubisky doesn't even throw for 250 yards. So it's all this dink and dunk crap. Yep, check down and, stuff. And, you know, I don't know if that's – um. they they let Jordan Howard walk because he didn't quote-unquote fit in, but he was a guy that could – he was a three, four-yard guy every time. They don't have that now. They I think they thought Montgomery was going to be that, but he's a rookie, and they don't use him enough. Um, Cohen's just too small. This Mike Davis guy they signed from the Seahawks, they don't even play him. Um, and their line is awful. Yeah, we it's awful. We we talked to Lauren last week and he basically said that much. I mean, I don't get it. It's the same group of guys. They flopped their center and their guard. Um, maybe they need to flop back. I don't know, but is that gonna fix the whole I line? don't know, I man. Mean, if, if you're getting pressure from each of the tackle spots and those guys can't hold up some of the edge rushers and the Blitz packages that they send through, I don't know. And that's the only th- that's the only thing that's keeping me from totally abandoning Trubisky is that that line's so bad. Yep. He really has had no time to get to to run the place to let well, these guys get into their routes. But here's the other thing: if you're going to drop back 54 times, you're only going to run the ball seven. How are you expecting guys on the defense not to just? tee off on you exactly. and just come for your head. Exactly. exactly. I mean, you're Nagy's not doing his quarterback any favors by doing that. It's no it's it's almost in reverse what you talked about with last year's Packers where the receivers couldn't get open open and the way they're playing now has changed that. Right. The same thing with the Bears. Like Rogers they can't block. Rogers doesn't have to stay in the pocket for 10 seconds trying to find somebody that's not open. He's got somebody open pretty much every time. Exactly. Now Trubisky doesn't even have time to do it because they know they're not gonna run. I said that to my dad yesterday. I'm like, we're watching the Packer game. I go, there's a guy open every play. Yeah. Yep. I but mean, at he one has point time to find him. At one point in the like late in the third quarter. I think Carr and Rodgers had thrown like a combined seven incompletions the whole game. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, I had to laugh. Jeff Dickerson, who's a ESPN reporter for the Bears, said that, uh, put on Twitter, Nagy said in his press conference, I know we have to run the ball more. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> I saw that. 
Well, well I'm not so sure. <laughs> and again, I, you and I were texting about this. That reminds me of McCarthy. And, and it, it was probably more of a product last year, the Packers not having the lead. It's easier to run the ball when you have the lead. Totally. But only to be down by one score, 10 points, something like that, that doesn't totally throw out your entire game plan that includes a running game. You don't all of a sudden have to pass 60 times. And I, I, I just think whatever happened there, I would like to know the original plan and why you scrapped that so quickly. Because it doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, I understand the Saints have a very good defense, but, you know, you got to dictate the game. Did you, you got to play to your strengths. Did you of the running plays and just say, okay, none yeah. of these worked, we're I not mean, doing them anymore? Is that all you got? Right! That's I mean, this, this is a guy that's supposed to be an offensive wizard. Mm. And, I mean, you know, if... If the Bears had gone, if the Bears don't trade for Khalil Mack last year and they go six and ten, and then this shit's going on this year and they end up six and ten again, he'd get fired. Nagy would be fired. Mm-hmm. The fact that they got lucky and were had a good record last year and he got coach of the year probably buys him another year. Might even buy Trubisky another year. But there's just no way in hell you can give that guy a a, a multi year contract. I think there's no would, way. I think it would be hilarious if Oakland finishes better than Chicago and that. Khalil Mack pick turns out to be a better deal for the Raiders. Um, yeah, maybe in the short term. I mean, they, the Bears, you're not going to draft a better player oh, than know, Khalil I, Mack. I know. It's, um, it's, it's just something that's that's um, that's amusing about but the that. But the Bears defense has just been asked you to do way too to much. You can't to win every game. No, the, the Saints had the ball for almost 40 minutes yesterday. I mean, it's a 60-minute game. Come on. That's, sounds like the Badgers. That's embarrassing. Yep. Um, I, think Wilb- I think I heard Wilbon say today the Bears have become the Jaguars. A couple years ago, and they had that great defense, and they got to the conference championship yep. game, but they lost because their quarterback was Blake Bortles. Yes. And then the next year, Blake Bortles went back to being Blake, Blake Bortles, Bortles, and they, they were awful. It's kind of what happened is happening with the Bears. Um, the saving grace is, hopefully for the Bears, the Jaguars paid Bortles. Yes. I don't think the Bears are going to pay Trubisky. After his rookie contract yeah. is up. You, well, what do you do? Based on what? I mean, well, what are you going to pay him for? And this is this is one of those things. I heard Draymond Green talk about this the other day when he was talking about somebody that they uh, the Golden State Warriors signed from from the Phoenix Suns, who have been the worst yep. run team in basketball. He said, "You know, everybody likes to get on the player and call him a buster and underachiever or whatever, but why don't any of these front office people and ownership groups take any responsibility for screwing up these draft picks?" Ryan Pace had an opportunity to take Pat Mahomes or Deshaun Watson in that draft, and he didn't do it. Why, I can't tell you. And he didn't. And he drafts Trubisky, and he trades up to get him. If Trubisky doesn't work, you have to fire pace. You can't. I don't care that you traded for Khalil Mack. You drafted Trubisky. You have to go because that's the guy you put all your chips in on. You can't win in the NFL if you don't have at least a competent quarterback. Mm-hmm. And right now, they don't have a competent quarterback. I mean, I've seen some things of they should try to trade for Dalton. Mm-hmm. Somebody today said they should try to go after Cam Newton. I've seen people that said they should call the Saints today and try to trade Getting for Chetty Bridgewater when Breeze comes back. I mean, that's where we're at now. We're seven weeks into the season. So it's clear you're... D- and people want to get trade the trade for a different quarterback. Everybody's just giving up on him. There's nothing to show for me to say... I think things are going to turn around. I don't. It's, yeah. I mean, 
it they're not and that's the sad thing though they're 500 right now it's not like they're at blow it up and start over status yeah but their schedule's brutal going forward well that's fine but i mean they're not going to make the playoffs okay they're not but i mean are you hitting the reset button a year after a conference champ or a, or a, a, a division title I mean, well, but what do you have to? What would cause you to hit the reset button if you have a quarterback that can't play? You have to, and you, when you have a defense like the Bears have, it's a pretty special defense. I mean, it's a top five. I know the numbers right now are bad because of like the last game and all the Saints got, and and that's partly because they're on the field the whole well, goddamn I'm, I'm game. Not worried but about the defense. when you have a special defense like that, you can't have an offense that hasn't even got 300 compl- total yards in a game yet. Okay, let me ask you this. Are the receivers and the tight ends and, and the running backs any good? Allen Robinson's a good player. Okay. Um, Who else there is well, is serviceable enough that you want to keep? They gave Trey Burton a bunch of money last year after that Super Bowl run with the Eagles, and he has sucked. Well, um, they okay. drafted David Montgomery, and I don't know if he sucks or if they haven't used him right, but he's done nothing. Okay. Tariq Cohen is what he is. He's a third down back. He's a guy that's going to catch some balls for you, but you can't hand it off to him. Um, their backup tight end, Shaheen, they found him at like some polytechnical yeah, college in, in some Albany NAI or, or whatever. Like, that, like yeah. I don't even know what the hell the point of that is. Anthony Miller's their, you know, they drafted him last year, and he was good last year. He's been awful this year. So I don't know. And that's, you know, is this a function of the quarterback? Is it a function of the play calling? That's what I mean. I So so if, like, you're going to give up on Trubisky in, what, his third? Is this his third his season? His third season, yep. I think you kind of have to owe it one more year if, if, if you're going to give it one more year. To kind of do like the Packers did, they got a new defensive coordinator. They said you're gonna you're gonna take your lumps with Dom Capers guys, put them in your system. It's probably not gonna work, but we're gonna go get you some other guys that'll fit whatever you got to do later. Okay, so this year sucks for the Bears. Next year we're gonna go get you some guys for your quarterback and try to get you some playmakers. And if that doesn't work, well then maybe we need to re- reevaluate the entire thing. That's fine. Um, if if they were to do that though and give Trubisky next year again to prove himself, I would be very disappointed if they didn't go out and spend some money and try to have the best backup in the league. Okay, that's fair. Because if you if you have this same kind of a defense again next year, which based on their age and everything, I don't know why they wouldn't. Everybody's under contract. You cannot have an offense that's getting you 150 yards a game. You're wasting. You're, you, might as well, you might as well trade Khalil Mack because you're wasting him. What is the point? So I don't know where they go from here. I think this is a six to seven win team max. And uh, yeah, it's just going to, it's going to be a team that I consistently week in and week out bet against. Don't you have, didn't you have Super Bowl money on them in Vegas for this? Yeah. Just like 25 bucks. Yeah. All right. Let's go around the league quick. Uh, We already touched on Mahomes out a couple of weeks. Um, he's going to miss the Packer game. I didn't even see until I read the story this morning that uh, Thielen went out. It was a weird play. Really? It was. A, he caught a touchdown pass in the back of the end zone and, and toe-tapped, and then he kind of slid into the wall. I thought it was a knee thing, but mm-hmm. they've come out and said hamstring. So, um, That's with, big for them. With him and Mahomes out, it absolutely yep. just flushed my fantasy season down the <laughs> toilet. So, 
Surprising that uh, that uh, the Ravens went into Seattle and came out with it. I, I didn't get to see any of the no. game. I was a little surprised by the score, mm-hmm. but I did see Wilson threw a pick six yeah, pretty uncharacteristically yep. of him and, you know, one of those days. All right. Um, Jacoby Brissett, what yeah. is... Typical Houston. What is that? Typical Houston, so though. Four touchdowns? You go into Kansas City and you win. Huge win. You're leading your division. You got all this momentum, let and then you go game. to Indianapolis, and you just well, let lay and an I, egg. I think I saw, was it PTI this morning? I mean, they were wondering, what do you make of the Colts right they're now? Not, they, they're not bad. I mean, that, that was a big question mark with, you know, Brissett now taking over for luck, and, oh, it's flushed the season down the toilet. You got a pretty bad division. Well, I remember hearing Kyle Hurd earlier in the year, and I know you don't like him, but he's pretty plugged into this stuff. He said that the, uh, the Eagles, the Saints – and um, Jesus, who were we just talking about? The Colts. They probably had the three best rosters, top to bottom, in football. Wow! In terms of talent, okay. so the fact that they're hanging around with a backup quarterback. I mean, at least Brissett has played, you know, uh, before this year, yeah. and and you know, for all we know, that he might have had a pretty good inkling in the preseason that. He might be playing this year, so they haven't really looked like they missed a beat with luck. I right. mean, no. What are they? That's, I think they're four and two. Yeah, yep. mm-hmm. What are they with luck? Five and one, maybe. I mean, I don't know. Maybe. Um, Chargers lose again. Melvin Gordon fumbles at the one yard line since he's come back. I I like the progression of what we're seeing. They they split carries with him the first game. Then he bitched about getting the ball more, and then they lost again. Then they give him the ball at the one yard, and then he fumbles, and they lose the game. This this couldn't be going worse for him right now in the first eight weeks of the season. Yeah, Melvin Gordon needs a reality check. Right. That's I'm completely on board with that. Yeah. I mean, from all accounts, he's um, a good guy, good kid, but um, is he getting bad advice? From, I think he. Well, I think he did. I think he did initially. I think now that he's been back, he just hasn't been up to snuff, and you know. When you're telling me that you should be making $12, $14 million and you're costing us games. Eh. We're not winning with you. Why am I paying you? Exactly. Uh, we already talked about the Niners winning ugly against the Redskins. We don't know who's going to be playing for Washington starting uh, quarterback-wise. Uh, Ten touchdowns in that Vikings-Lions game. That was a good game. game. That was fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, we were trying to stay plugged in um, while we were uh, at at Devil's Lake, but uh, Jane was keeping up with that, my I'm, wife, the Vikings fan. I'm telling you – you you can't undersell how big losing Thielen can be for that oh, team. Oh, for sure. Because they're starting. They were just kind of starting to get rolling a little bit, mm-hmm. and I don't know if this is going to be a uh, a couple of week thing for him. I haven't seen anything yet, but um, I don't know who those the hamstrings up- are not. No, they're not for quick, especially quick fixes, for a receiver. For sure. No, nope. that's tough. And I, and I thought that Minnesota had some of the. I mean, they got some good, you know, key position players in Diggs and Thielen, then Rudolph, the tight end, and Cook. I mean, those are those are pretty good yep. players in those particular positions. That kid they got behind Cook, uh, Madison isn't a bad backup running back either. And uh, they got, I think, Don Beebe's kid got yeah, a little that's time right. yesterday. Yep. That's, that's right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, yep. they're they're starting to play well. And then uh, last this night. This was just bizarre. I don't know what to make of this. I saw they showed. Doug Peterson a little bit on SportsCenter and NFL Network, and he said it was one of the top two losses that he's ever had since he's been in Philadelphia. Yeah, it was 37-10 to 10 Dallas won yeah. that. Wow. But wow. That's the up and down, you know. But Jason, again. Derek, Jason Garrett just buys more time. Well, But again, run the ball. You run the ball, you win the game, Dallas. Hello? <laughs> you play to win, win the, the game. game. 
All right, AFC playoff teams quickly. The Patriots are 6-0 heading into Monday night's game. Uh, Baltimore right behind at 5-2. Colts are 4-2. KC is 5-2. That could change with Mahomes depending on how late, uh, how long he's out. The Bills are 5-1. I don't know who they've It's played. another team that played nobody. So the Bills <laughs> grouped them with the 49ers. There's some bad NFL teams this year, dude. And then the Texans at 4-3. Uh, uh, NFC playoff teams, you got to put the Niners right in there because they're the only other unbeaten team. Um, even First looking at time the schedule. since 1990. That how long ago? Six and all, yeah. That's Joe Montana status well, there, right. baby. Packers and Saints are six and one. Dallas four and three. Got him right over there on the wall. That's really Joe Montana's sweet 16. That's right. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, Dallas at four and three. Seahawks are five and two along with the Vikings. And then Carolina at four and two. In Carolina, we talked about somehow win some games without Cam Newton. I don't know. They're figuring it out. Make that. Yeah. All right. Uh, run down the week for us. That's, uh, that, I mean, that's can happening you, starting with Thursday. Uh, again, I mean, Thursday night football. Can you find a shittier game? Washington at Minnesota. Well, this will definitely do the Vikings Ooh. a favor if they have to miss Thielen. For sure. That, this, is a, this is a W. That, that will give them a win without one of their best guys. Yep. Um, we got the Seahawks at Atlanta. Boy, I don't know what the hell's going on with Atlanta. They got to get rid of their coach. They need a culture change. Something I, something I was, is dead over I, there. I, I looked at it this morning, read the game story, and it's just like the Falcons have just been on a steady decline for the last few years. And it, it to me, it seems like you just got to blow that up. Yeah, and, and the they've got weapons offensively, but yet they can't score. Yep. It's it's very strange. I, I don't understand. Um, we got the Chargers at the Bears. That's a Jesus. I mean, you talk <laughs> about two teams going in the wrong direction. Um. The, the Giants at the Lions, that's uh, an opportunity for the Lions yep. to kind of pick themselves back up after mm-hmm. a couple tough division losses. Tampa at Tennessee, this is like the this is the um, underwhelming high-drafted quarterback bowl. Right, Mariota and Winston. <laughs> I don't even think Mariota will probably play. I think Tannehill's still going to start for oh, them, but that's, a, that's an ugly one. Uh, Denver at Indy. You'd think that'd be a nice opportunity for Indy to yep. maybe take a little control of the division. One, yeah. uh, Cincinnati at the Rams. That should be an easy win for the Rams. Cincinnati would still be without a victory. Arizona at the Saints. Um, there, there's been some talk of them playing Breeze. I find that hard to believe. Uh, they have a bye after this. Throw Bridgewater out there. It, it, get this one at home. Give them an extra week. Yeah, I mean, yep. you're going to beat Arizona at should. home. You, yeah, I mean, should. Kyler Murray won the game yesterday, but he threw for like 108 yards. Like, what the hell? Um, the Jets at the Jags. Blah. Carolina at the Niners. That's There's, an interesting game. I don't know if it's a good game, but it's kind of interesting. It's, it's San Francisco still going to be undefeated after that. It could that, be. I would say. And if they're not, then all of a sudden Carolina's 5-2, and two, which would be weird, you know? Right. Considering that Cam's played, what, one game, I think? Two games, maybe? Yeah. Uh, Cleveland at New England. Boy. I feel bad for the Browns. I don't. Don't you? Too much mouth running from them all summer long. I, it's just again, and I think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago into the season. I that win fact, something. I know, but it, at least there's excitement. I always felt bad because Joe Thomas was always on so many shitty teams, and no matter what they tried to do, it blew up in their faces. Now they have some sort of semblance of organization and some some guys that they want to get out there. Somebody kicked the organization in the ass to get out there, and then the team comes out and falls completely flat. Well, number one, you only cared about that because Joe Thomas went to Wisconsin. Absolutely number, n- number two, they've built their team like a Madden roster. 
Just they they built their team like a yeah. man. When you draft in Madden, what do you draft first? You don't draft your your left tackle. You draft quarterbacks, wide receivers, and running backs mm-hmm. and tight ends, and that's what they did. I mean, think about the weapons they got. They their, got their lines bad. They got Landry, Beckham, mm-hmm. Joku will be back next year because he blew his knee out. They got Chubb. They got uh, Hunt, Kareem Hunt from Kansas City. I mean. Who's going to get the ball here? How are they going to do this? Well, they no, can't block for Mayfield. Nobody because they can't block. He's turning the ball right. over. Yep. That's it. Yeah. Oakland at Houston. That's mm. uh, not something that I'm going to probably tune in for. <laughs> uh, the Sunday night game, Packers at Chiefs. I think that will be an absolute rout. I do. Really? I do. I think uh, if if it's not really cold, I think the Packers win that game 30-10. to 10. Okay. I just don't think – I don't know how the Chiefs are going to score. Okay. Um, and then the Monday night game, oh my sweet Jesus, God. the Dude, Dolphins. I actually get to hate watch yes. this though because I missed the Redskins oh. Dolphins. Now I get to watch this one. Dolphins at Steelers. Yes, Dolphins were actually winning at half yesterday. Which, I saw that. Which I, I was like, wait. I a saw minute. the ticker and I was like, oh no, because I th- this is one that I actually want to go winless. Yes, I really do. Yeah. I well, want. I want them to go winless. They want to go winless. I'm thinking, yes, obviously they want to go get two. What now if can, just had ankle surgery? It's, it's unfortunate that they had to play the Redskins this year because. You could have had two winless teams. Right, if they didn't play each other, for yeah. sure. Because the Redskins are equally terrible. I mean, they won by one point at home against the Dolphins. I, I mean, know. Jesus. I know. All right, so that is the that is the week ahead in the NFL that starts just on shoot me now. Thursday. You just, I like it. See, I'm the football, I'm, I'm, I'm the lover of football here. You like the basketball. I will watch bad football until the day I die just because it's football. You've already cashed it in. You're, you're just done. You, you took down the bear flag. You replaced it with the bucks flag. You're out on them. There's only so many hours in the week, man. I, that, I, between that's watch, my escape. I got Grand Theft Auto 5 on PlayStation. Now I just downloaded. <laughs> okay. I'm watching all these reruns of the Big Bang Theory and Family Guy every night. <laughs> I'm trying to freaking watch a movie every now and uh-huh. again. I got Buck games coming up. Yep. I ain't got time for this bear shit. Piss off, Trubisky. Wow. Okay. Let's move to baseball, shall we? Thank you, Washington Nationals. Yeah, that was pretty fun. For putting the Cardinals out of their misery. Burying their ass. I am all fine with that. And again, now that Bryce Harper's gone, I don't have a problem rooting for the Nationals. No, no, not at all. I I really don't. No. I mean, it's not that I want them to win. I don't really care who wins the World Series, just so long as the Cardinals weren't in it. Yeah, I mean, and and with Washington, I mean, they won the Stanley Cup a couple years ago or last Mm -hmm. year or whatever, but other than that, they hadn't won anything since, like, the 70s. The Wizards are garbage. Absolute horror. Yeah, but but when they were the Bullets, they won the title in, like, I don't know, 78, 79. So it's been a while. That was it. Yeah. You know, so, um, yeah, good for them. I think this is going to be a really good World Series. I mean, people were predicting Astros-Dodgers. Yeah, yeah. and, And the Nationals, you know, got rid of them. And then they sweep the Cardinals. So, I mean. I'm, look at those I'm, pitching matchups. It's, it's awesome. That's awesome, man. It's awesome. Like, if you're a fan of of pure old school baseball where you're you're not going to watch a bunch of guys just serving up dingers, mm-hmm. this is going to be, should be, you never know what's going to happen, but should be a really fun series to watch. I saw the uh, one of the guys from the Journal Sentinel tweet out a picture of both teams and how to build your starting rotation and the money and the contracts for both the top three guys on either side is just absolutely insane. Yeah. 
which says, okay, you want to get to the World Series, people are going to mistake this as a blueprint and go try to do this, and somehow it's going to blow up on people. So go get a bunch of starters, spend all this money, and then just build your team around them. Yeah. But well. it's it like, oh, oh, what, how do you prove them wrong, I guess? You just went out and got all kinds of good starters and paid them a bunch of money to hold down the fort, and for the most part, they have. Yeah. Well, and that's why... You know when that's why when we get frustrated watching the Brewers, you point to this. You, and you're you, like, you point to this. One of those guys, and you're like, at the end of the day in baseball, you gotta have starting yes. pitching yes. that can get you deep into a game. And Scherzer, Strasburg, and Corbin, on this list, Granke, Verlander, and Cole, unless they're getting rocked, they're not coming out before the fifth. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and you're not gonna see a bullpen game. No. No. You might see it in game four when all these guys well, have pitched. Okay, no, that's but that, fine. But that would be, but, you know, that yes. would be it. All right, well, I'm looking so, forward to it. I, I think yeah, who, I'm going to go uh, I'm gonna go Astros in six. I was going to go Astros as well. Um, I'll go seven. Okay. I'll go seven. I, right. I wouldn't mind if it's, a, if, if it's a long series. All right, let's go to the most unpleasant. I'm, I'm putting this above the Bears. I really... Honestly, only watched about five minutes of this game, so you'll have to kind of fill me in a little bit. What was I doing? I no, I was watching it. Yeah, and it was absolutely atrocious. Um, the 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 loss to Illinois, thirty point favorite, biggest upset in college football this season. Um, and again, another toe stub game for Wisconsin. It, 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 they just seem completely unprepared. Illinois hung with them and hung with them and hung with them, and the Badgers get out to a lead, and they quit pressing the issue. They just turn ultra-conservative, and again, like last week I said, play the opponent, not the clock. And it, you know what I liked about the Packers, and it, it, it was partially because the Raiders scored a couple times, the Packers didn't let their foot off the gas mm-hmm. on Sunday. Well, I think they learned from the Cowboy game a little bit. Do you remember when Brett Bielema was coaching? They beat Indiana like 83 to something. <laughs> yeah. That's that's what I'm talking about. Right. When, when do we get that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Step on their throat, let's go. But you let a team hang around, and again, you put your defense in a position. You can only, you can only ask them to do so many things. Where when sooner or later, they, they just can't do anymore. So I don't understand. I, I I just don't get the Paul Chris thing. I remember when he was a coordinator and everybody liked him because he was very ingenious about what he did and how he used his people. But, you know, I'm tired of the Garrett Groshek thing. Jonathan Taylor's on the bench. If he's not hurt, what is he doing? Get him in the fucking game. Right. I'm sorry. Right. Quit, you know, you got second and one, third and one. Quit running the fullback. Stop it! Yeah, that was that was. What I, are you doing? That's a mistake. Yes, that's a mistake. You got the best running back in college football. I would assume you're trying to also get him the Heisman, and you probably got one of the best lines in college football as well. Right. Put give him the ball and get him going. I, I, I it's just I I don't understand. I don't get it. Um, I like Chris. He seems to very much care for his players. Very much talk about. You know, not looking forward, and that's great, focusing on one or other. But you know what? I said this on Saturday. You can't tell me that nobody was focused or even had a a side eye on Ohio State. Yeah, that's just unrealistic. That's what I'm saying. One one of the players came out and was interviewed, like, last week and said, Oh, I didn't even know we played played? them. Ohio State? Bullshit. Wait, 
We got them next week? Are you yeah, sure? Come on, man. And he sold it perfectly These well. These guys are 20, That's 19, 20 years old. And you you've got me everybody in college is? football and probably on. on campus saying we can't for wait sure. for this top 10, top 5 matchup yeah. in Columbus. This is going to be a season-defining game. We can't wait. And then all of a sudden they get to Illinois and the Illini are like, you got to get through us first. We ain't just rolling over for you. And, and all of a sudden they get in a predicament. It's like, well... Can't do anything, and you watch how hard those Illinois players played. They played harder than Wisconsin. Did uh, did Lo- did Lovey outcoach Chris? Absolutely, he, he outcoached him. No question. Chris got in a bind and then shit his pants. Couldn't do anything, and, and he, he wanted to get too cute with the fullback and and Groshik and all these. I, I don't. I just don't get. It. I you know, it reminded me a lot of what happened in the Northwestern game. Yeah, they they were. It was the game before Michigan. It was a big game, and Chris went ultra conservative in that game. And the only reason that they pulled it out is because their defense scored two touchdowns. Right. Um, you know, as a player, you love a coach like Chris, who he he's never too high, he's never too low. You like the even keeled personality, but at the same time, that can be a little bit of a curse because. Sometimes, and I and I would think, especially in football, because football is such a such a rah rah emotional game. Anyway, sometimes you need a coach with a little fire in their belly. And Absolutely, I, I, I'm not sure that you know Chris is that guy. I mean, Illinois had I I know one for sure. I think they had two touchdowns called back on penalties. Yes. Badgers could have been down at half, mm-hmm. and that's one of those things where you know. Nick Saban goes in there and, and chews ass. Um, you know, Urban Meyer goes in there and chews ass. I don't think Paul Christ is that guy, and and I'm not saying you got to be a screamer. Maybe the assistants do. I don't know. I don't Joe know. Rudolph's We're not the there. Offensive court, you exactly. know, whatever. Is he the guy? Right. I, I don't know. And and you know, I remember listening to people talk about Bobby Bowden when he coached at Florida State, and you know, he was almost like a CEO. He didn't really quote-unquote coach, yeah. he kind of coached the coaches, yes. and then he'd say his dad gum thing and yep. whatnot, and then they'd go play. Just a figurehead. So I don't yep. think Chris is I that way. I wouldn't think he'd also deserve that sort of a level of, you know, accolade. And and he seems to me, if you're the quarterback and you're the offensive guy, you want to be hands-on. You're not just going to leave it up to anybody else. Yeah. But I had somebody at work today say, boy, I bet Paul Chris didn't sleep very good Saturday night and and – I said, yeah, I I think he was the he wasn't the guy in Madison that had the least amount of sleep. That's Barry Alvarez. Oh, for because sure. that loss cost potentially cost the Badgers buckets of money. Yep, buckets of money. Well, and I also think Barry being through what Chris is going through, not college football playoff, but trying to you know keep the you're program. Trying to break this, you're trying to break the ceiling, right? You haven't been able to do that. And all of a sudden, Barry is like, and he's been through probably those losses too, but it's like he sees the team and he's been around college football enough to where he knows that that's inexcusable. Yeah. Inexcusable. <sighs> I mean, 31 point favorite. But this is what happens to Wisconsin and Zach Heilprin, who, who covers the team. Um, I used to work with him at Good Karma. He tweeted out a bunch of losses for, for times that the Badgers were ranked in the top 10 and they lost to an unranked opponent. Okay. It's there's some of the ugliest losses going all the way. He started with 1999 Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. And after that, they didn't lose a game. 
So a lot of people are saying this can be our Cincinnati. And actually, I, I saw on Twitter today that there are rumblings that that's the, that's the message that they're preaching now. We did it way back then. We can do it right now. Well, what, but what did you do? Ran the table and okay. went to something. Have fun at the Outback Bowl. Right. I I mean, look, I, I wrote down some yeah, of my... my I, I think this is potentially the worst loss in, in modern football school history for the Badgers. It, at least from the Alvarez era going forward. Right. I think this might be the worst loss. But just a couple other ones I had on here. Uh, 93, the first Rose Bowl year. They lose by a touchdown at a crappy Minnesota team. Now, they ended up tying uh, Michigan that year, so they probably weren't going to play for a national championship anyway, but that was a bad loss. 98, um, you get whipped at Michigan. You go 11-1, and and you're 9-0 and going into the game. That was, a, I, if I remember right, that was a game where Ron Dane got absolutely completely shut down yeah. to like 15, 20 yards. That, that Maybe sounds, his worst game of his career. Right. Uh, the next year, you talked about the Cincinnati one. Mm-hmm. They lose 17-12 to on a Dane fumble on the goal line. Yep. At the end of the game, uh, 06 again, you lo- you go uh, to Michigan and get whomped, end up finishing that season 12 and one. Uh, the 2011 Rose Bowl game. Yeah, I that mean, was a bad one, man. That was a shitty TCU team and their coach came out. I remember a couple of years ago, I remember hearing uh, the coach of TCU said, yeah, our game plan was real simple. We just every play we did was again away from JJ Watt. They never adjusted. Um, That's. So that was a bad one. I mean, that team goes eleven and two to finish, but you know, you go twelve and one and win the Rose Bowl. I was going to say you, you may finish top three or four because yeah. that's pre-playoff, right? Um, nothing will compare in terms of collectively to twenty twelve. You got a couple on. You that. lose the hail mary game yep. to Michigan State. Yep. You lose the next week at Ohio State. I, I, I'll never forget I that, that stupid game. ass hail mary at the end of the first half that they let get through, and then. Bielema just completely went sling blade on the clock in in the Rose Bowl <laughs> against Oregon, and they just flat out ran out of time. Mm-hmm. And then in 2017, in the Big Ten Championship game, they come in undefeated and they get beat. They didn't get worked, but they got beat. I remember that, too. So, But none of those, other than maybe that Cincinnati game, none of them are as bad as this. Oh, no. This is brutal. Awful, awful. yeah. Yep, but, th- but this is your – and, like, I was um, – I saw Troy's uh, Troy's dad tweet, Scott Angus, former ed- editor of the Gazette. He goes, this isn't shocking to me. I've been a Badger fan for a long time. Yeah. I'm used to having one of these every few years. I am i can't say I'm shocked. I'm just disappointed. It's just... This is what yeah. happens somehow. There's always that banana peel for them right. in the middle of the season, and they just... They, yeah. they they never get around it. They always step on it. I, and I, so it's like, okay, now you go into Ohio State. Let's just say they lose that game. That's a two-loss team. Now you're going to need help from Minnesota because the Gophers haven't lost that's yet. That's right. And so you're going to need one loss before you play them at the end of the year for the Axe. You beat them. You still got to beat Nebraska. I mean, the second half of the season isn't a cakewalk either. Well, they had kind of the same thing that the Packers have. They, they didn't play a road game for five weeks yeah. until this Illinois game. Yep. So that probably, in hindsight, maybe that didn't do him any favors either, but you can't control that. So, I mean, you're, you're after this Ohio State game, if you lose, you got you to gotta win out to even get to back to the championship. And then even if you do that after you lose to Ohio State, you drop to maybe, I don't know, 17, 18. Even if you win out and then you beat Ohio State, are they going to kick you up to the top four? No. That's an excuse for them to leave the Big Ten champion out of the playoffs. Yes. 
So you go to the Rose Bowl just by default. And I heard some people talking today that if Ohio State runs the table going into the Big Ten and lost to a two-loss Wisconsin they're, team, they're, they're still getting they're out. Oh, really? Yeah, sure. The look, I know the 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 college football committee, for whatever reason, doesn't give a shit about the Big Ten. No, I mean they or, would just or the Big Twelve. They would just really. assume have an SEC tournament with maybe yep. like Oklahoma sprinkled in there. Right. That's it. Yep. Don't disagree. Okay, let's move on because this is giving me an, give you a stroke you, there. It kind of is. I'm losing feeling. My I outside. think you. I think you almost had one. I dropped a sling blade in there. Oh my God, that's. Mm-hmm. French fried potatoes, and I'm fitting to kill you with it. <laughs> he shouldn't have right. done that. He's just a boy. College hoops. Uh, Marquette and Indiana played a quiet scrimmage at uh, Bankers Life Fieldhouse. I like that they let these teams do this now. For sure. Because when we were kids. It's all closed door but, stuff. But remember when we were kids, and like um, I remember going to the Fieldhouse a lot as a, a you know, mm-hmm. seven, eight, nine year old, and they would be playing like Marathon Oil. <laughs> Which was like a collection of washed up <laughs> former pros, or uh-huh. they'd play like the some Eastern European team, and it's like, what is this? Somebody give them enough money for a jerseys and a and, yeah. a, and travel and just to go yeah. play. Yeah, and the, the guys at halftime of the team you're playing, they're smoking heaters in the in the <laughs> locker room. So this is much better. I mean, this uh, actually, you know, you're playing against a legitimate foe, but at the same time, you can't take anything from it. Why? It's just a scrimmage. I mean, they're, oh, they're not. I think you can take some things from you it. You think? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think you can You can start to figure out, you know, some of these guys, especially for Marquette, and um, I don't think the Badgers have a closed-door scrimmage this year. but Not that I know of, Mar- but it's not on the schedule. This has helped Marquette in the past kind of figure out some of these young guys that, that haven't played much, kind of where they fit in. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you, it's hard to put guys around somebody like a Marcus Howard, um, at this point in his career, he's a senior, he's established, he kind of is what he is, and he's going to be playing with a good group of guys that he hasn't logged a lot of minutes with. So um, I saw the box score. Uh, somebody put it on Twitter. Marquette won by three. Yep. Um, you know, uh, pretty balanced effort from them. Indiana looked like they were pretty solid. I think I read they were missing a couple of guards. Um, so you probably can't take away whether or not you're a top 25 team or not, but you know, just to be able, and I can, I remember this from college. We used to go down when I was at Whitewater, we would always go down to Oak Park down in Chicago in the preseason and we'd play Oak Park and a couple other teams. And, you know, when you've, when you've been at practice for three, four weeks now and you've been back at school for, just for a month and a half, good to play it's just nice to bump into somebody different sure. instead of your own guy. Cause yep. at this point you're ready to kill your teammate. <laughs> so it's nice to just kind of, you know, see a different face and, and, uh, and go that route. But, Marquette's got one more uh, preseason game. They play St. Norbert here mm. at the end of the month. And then their first game is November 5th at home against Loyola. Ah, all right. Um, Bucky has one preseason game yep. at home against Lacrosse on the 1st, and then they are against St. Mary's on the 5th. Yeah, so. the Badger women actually play UW-Whitewater this year. Oh, do they? For, for exhibition. I okay. Did, I, I, Whitewater might beat them. I did notice that. So <laughs> that would be interesting. I think there might be seven people there. <laughs> They have a very hard time getting fans in Madison for All women's right. games. Jump to the NBA season starts uh, Tuesday night. You had a couple of games on the docket. The battle for L.A. You've got the Pelicans, the Raptors, which a lot of people, I think, were just assuming they would uh, like to see Zion. That's not going to happen. Yeah, it's ring night for the Raptors. Right. So you got ring night and they're raising the banner, but the best guy ain't there, Kawhi Leonard. 
So that's a little anticlimactic. And then Zion, they put him on opening night because it's Zion, and he ain't there. So this, this so we get lost, the lo- a lot of luster. We get that super, super anticipated Lonzo Ball versus Kyle Lowry matchup that all of America has been dying to see. Please. Yeah. Big baller. That's almost that's almost Great. as enticing as watching Josh Rosen go up against Mason Rudolph on Monday night <laughs> next I, week. Come on, let's go. I can't wait. That's I'm gonna hate watch all every bit of that. That's gonna be good. Awesome. Lord. All right. Um. And then you're gonna. Uh, we mentioned this at the top of the show. You're gonna be doing some NBA thoughts and just kind of giving a preview. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Here, here in the next 24, 48 hours. I'm excited about my Bucks, man. Yeah. I'm really excited, and uh, it's been really funny listening to a lot of the pundits and their predictions for the Bucks this year. Um, pretty much nobody has them going farther than they went last year. Everybody's kind of jumped on the Philly bandwagon, and um, <laughs> Malcolm Brogdon is one of the big reasons why everybody's kind of poo-pooing the Bucks. Sure. I'll get into that a little bit more in depth in, in the uh, NBA preview one. And, okay. Um, I, I, I won't hit every team, but we'll we'll kind of hit the ones that matter and you know, right. talk about a few interesting storylines. I, so. uh, I would be remiss if I didn't mention uh, high school football, which is uh, over for the city of Janesville. Uh, a two-win season combined Oof. for Craig and Parker. Vikings played a whale of a game uh, last week against uh, Beloit Memorial. Glad to see they that they got a victory. Uh, Craig... Really good effort against Madison Memorial, who hadn't lost, and I'm excited to see playoff football. Milton had a really good season. Kind of got dicked over with the number three seed. I thought of, so, too. Because if they win, their prize is at Waukee. Yeah, I thought the same thing when I saw those brackets. And and this isn't going to be an easy first-round game against Lacrosse Central because they bring in Johnny and Jordan Davis from a, Badger, a couple Badger basketball recruits, and I can't remember. One of them is, is, is the quarterback, and it threw eight games. They hadn't updated last week. Run for 1,200, passed for 1,500. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. So he's going to be the guy uh, to go get, and um, I'm I'm just kind of curious to see how that goes, and and I hope that that Milton can 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 survive that. What are you? Uh, what are the prospects for Craig and Parker going forward next year? I mean, is this were these rebuilding years, or is this just kind of a unfortunate sign of the times here with uh, Janesville football. I think next year Parker's going to be really telling because this senior group that just finished is kind of the first or the last group that since they really instituted the work together, um, stay together, you know, play together kind of mantra. This this junior group now will be seniors. They are the first class to kind of go through this. I think they're counting on a lot of big things from that group next year. Um, for Janesville, Craig, I honestly don't know what's in the pipeline. Mm-hmm. I, I I really don't, but I know Parker's looking forward to big things and talking with Coach Krieger. Um, Craig just kind of needed to get through the season, sure. Sort of, so that's that's all I got. But Milton and and Lacrosse Central on Friday. Uh, at it's it's a home game at Carl uh, F. Anderson. We're going to be there calling it, so I'm I'm kind of excited for that. Awesome. Yep. Well, I mean, we're we're four weeks away from. Uh, from basketball, from being on the air calling some games, our, our first of, what, about 40 games. 38 we have scheduled, 38 regular season, and that and that depends on whether the Badgers schedule some stuff and we get kicked off. But, um, yeah, the schedule has been made out. We're going to go to, I think we're going to hit, I, I notice we're not going to Madison La Follette, but that's not a problem. I don't think we're going to Madison Memorial enough for Chick-fil-A, and I don't think we're going to Middleton enough for Hubbard Avenue and uh, and, and Hertz Donuts. I mean, the only reason I go on these road trips is to eat. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I mean, because mo- I mean, uh, unfortunately, the games usually aren't that great, but I the t- food is. I told Coach O that the, the, the Hubbard Avenue Diner game is when we actually climb to the top of the bleachers oh. and then we want to lay down. I had an omelet the size of a football. <laughs> And I did not, I got to about halftime and I thought it was going to be bad news for the top row. Everybody just clear out a couple of rows, please. Beef eater. Oh man. Well, you know, I'd like to get some listener feedback if we could. Um, You know, we, like I said, we've got the basketball season coming up and we really get pretty immersed in that. I mean, if anybody wants to hear us talk about some some local high school stuff, stuff, we're glad to do that. We're more than happy. We kind of stayed away from it because we didn't know how much interest there was in that. But, you know, if you guys or gals are uh, interested in kind of our thoughts on Craig and Parker boys and girls this year. We're and we're, see him a lot. we're gonna see them a lot. We're gonna see some some good qual- quality college future yep. college athletes right. on, on both the boys and the girls. So, you know, let us know. Yep. We're at podcast fall on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Josh Goldberg. He's at, at Dan Saunders 104. So that uh, that will do it for this edition of the Intentional Foul. Uh, thank you for listening, downloading, subscribing. You can find us wherever podcasts are. And we will see you next time. There's go Bucks. <laughs>